Chainsaw Massacre 2, The Buzz is Back, directed by Toby Hooper. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. You're listening to Sergio and his little friend, Brennan. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, I'm Brennan. Um, well, this was supposed to be the first week of 80 Slasher Month, and it still is. Isn't it the second week? No. Here, See, here's the thing. We already recorded our first episode, which we, as previously announced, was going to be Sleepaway Camp 2. But, unfortunately, uh, Toby Hooper, the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist, among a lot of other things, he passed away. And we decided to do a tribute episode to him, which also ties in with the theme. He did do an 80s slasher film called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah. Um, So what we're doing is we're recording this um, and putting it first in the queue before Sleepaway Camp 2. Okay, cool. Wow. What? I'm amazed. <laughs> no, your mind is blown. It is because um, I thought we were gonna release it like after Sleepaway Camp too, but now I'm just no. I, I don't know. I wanted to be timely. I wanted to like get it out as soon as possible. Okay, cool. With our weird schedules and everything. All right. Um, it's been a crazy week. I'm currently. I I had an eye doctor appointment today, and my eyes are still dilated. I look like an anime character. <laughs> He's loving it secretly. I don't he know. took a hundred selfies. They all turned out terrible because I literally couldn't see my phone screen because it was so blurry. He told me to call him Goku. He's been saying Super Scion all day. I, that's not true. I did say Kamehameha, but only once. But first, let's do our 10-word reviews, and then we'll move on to a more respectful discussion of Toby all right. Hooper. All right. Let me go first. Uh, super bad. Teenage... Ah. <laughs> super bad. Teenage angst. Exemplified through dick jokes and boob gazing. Nice. My review of Super Bad is... Seth Rogen and Bill Hader as cops steal the show. All right, good. They came together, consistently funny and increasingly charming. Symbiotic orgasms are comedy gold. (laughs) My review of that movie is a bit draggy sometimes, but absurdly hilarious. Okay. And fantastic Mr. Fox. Claymation lighthearted fare made especially well results in best film possible. Should I be a film nerd or not? Go ahead. Okay, it's technically stop motion and not claymation because they're not made of clay. Okay, I don't care. I just want. Fine. I don't want to get stop the motion lighthearted <laughs> fair made especially well results in best film possible. That's also eleven words. If you want to be more of a like okay militant <laughs> okay. about that, I'm sorry. I just I didn't want to get tweets from our rabid fan base who love from Fantastic Mac. Mr. Fox. <laughs> um, my review of Fantastic Mr. Fox is takes a minute to adjust to the tweeness, but charming. Okay. Um, and yeah, I always talk a little bit about Toby Hooper. Um, he is a director who, what have I seen by him? What have I seen that's made by him? You have seen Poltergeist. Okay. I did. Which there's that long, long debate about whether or not it was directed by him or Steven Spielberg. Okay. And pretty much the answer as far as anyone can tell it is both. Uh huh. <laughs> like he did stuff. Steven Spielberg did stuff. It was kind of like a, a team effort. It was bros being bros. <laughs> um, but he also did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is one of the very first films I watched with you. And that was probably a mistake on my part. Romantically speaking. Uh huh. I mean, yes, yes, it was. 
Yeah. Um, if you need to know anything about how my personality works, two of the films I showed Sergio first in our relationship were Breathless and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And it was back to back, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was, I think, the same week, but not oh. on the same day. I remember falling, like wanting to fall asleep so hard for I'm both sorry. of these. Um, I genuinely think that The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the most affecting horror movies of all time. Like, straight up masterpiece. I really, really love it. I disagree. That is fine. We're not talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can check out our old episode with Shannon from season one. It was the first October we did it. It's somewhere. Um, I didn't look it up. Um, but yeah, so that's what you would know him from. And I actually have not seen that many. I haven't strayed that far from the main pillars of his filmography. Because um, in the current age, he's been less prominent. Um, he's been making a, He's been making stuff, but not stuff that really crossed my eye i guess mm-hmm. um but i have seen the fun house which was his 81 slasher movie oh uh, i guess we could have done that one but i didn't want to i wanted to do this one which is the texas chainsaw massacre 2 um but i just want to say toby hooper as much as i'm not super familiar with and or a huge fan of his vast collected filmography mm-hmm. i think he made one of the like great masterpieces of 70s film and i respect him a hell of a lot and also he's so good at capturing like just really gross weirdness like this twisted spirit of americana that's just disgusting to look at and really disturbing that's what this movie was um and it should be said that i found the first movie quite boring yeah um but when you explained like the importance of it yeah the slasher canon or whatever I found a respect for it, so it didn't change my opinion on it, but I was able to see the film through a different lens. Okay, that's great. I appreciate that. Um, but anyway, let's talk about The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which he did direct, I think, tw- 12 years after uh-huh. the original came I out. I feel terrible about to like rip into this movie because it is not my cup of tea. Yeah, no, but the thing is, um, I'm not sure it's any you know human being's cup of tea without a twisted black heart like some of me and my horror fans uh-huh. um but the fact that it affected you speaks to his his effectiveness as a director i'll give him that because um that directly leads into my scariness rating okay but first let me read the plot okay sure um for a decade texas ranger lefty and right played by Dennis Hopper, has sought to avenge the brutal murder of his kin by the cannibalistic Sawyer family, Leatherface, Chop Top, Cook, and Grandpa. With the help of a radio DJ who is also bent on putting an end to the terror, Lefty finds his way to the Sawyer's underground butcher shop, where a battle of epic proportions soon rages, and the line between good and evil gets chopped to bits. Ooh, bits. (laughs) Bits better have my money. Anyway, we raid movies on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality out of five. So what's your scariness score? I gave it three. So did I. Why did you give it a three? Um, Okay, well, I gave it a three because I actually was genuinely affected by a lot of the material in this movie. But also, this one is much more overtly a comedy than the first movie. It's really zany and over-the-top and strange. And while it's captivating, it's not always scary because it's so much and it's so silly. Mm -hmm. But there are some beautiful, like perfect, scary, freaky scenes. But I want to hear your opinion before I go into them. 
Um, well, the reason why I gave it a three, I wasn't really, I guess, as affected by any of the scary scenes as much as you were. Except, like, on their own. Uh-huh. Um, except after, you have to consider the fact that a lot of the, I guess, scary scenes happened right after this really grotesque, gory, Ooh, like, yeah. weird scene with, I don't know the character's name. The character's name is Chop Top. With Chop Top. Um, um, he, he's played by Bill Mosley, who we most recently saw in Repo the Genetic Opera as the weird brother. So I just hate his entire filmography is what you're telling me? I guess so. Um, yeah. Uh, he has this weird scene where he like burns a coat hanger, scratches yes. it on his head. His head peels off. You see a metal plate and he's just digging at it for like a good solid minute. Yeah. Um, and, and just and, talking to himself. Yeah. And then just the makeup on him, his general appearance, his mannerisms. He's a really gross dude. And after seeing him on screen for a good five minutes before uh, Leatherface even appears out of that dark uh, recording room, mm-hmm. uh, anything that followed that scene, I was immediately just queasy. So the film, I mean, that scene, I guess, primed me for everything else. Uh-huh. Like it, it grossed me out to a level that made everything in that film right after that point scary because I wasn't scared before that. Well, see, the thing is... I don't know if you can consider that scary or just... No, it's revolting mm-hmm. and it's affecting. Yeah. No, but the thing is, um, I don't think anything is scary before that. Um, there's a lot of... I mean, you get two, like, douchey yuppies who get chainsawed to death while, like, driving across a bridge. And then you get a little bit of exposition and you get to meet the characters. One of them is Stretch, played by Caroline Williams, who's, like, the radio DJ who's on the hunt for this killer because she... Um, the the first victims were callers to her show and she overheard them being murdered. Yeah. Um, so she's like joined up with the sheriff who's getting revenge for his kid or his nephew and niece being killed in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whatever. Um, so it gets all this set up and you get to meet the the patriarch of the Sawyer family who is the only returning actor from the family that J- Jim Seedow who played that character in the original film. Okay. Um, anyway, I lost my train of thought, but what happens is it's, it's set up for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then it's just balls to the wall craziness for the rest of the movie. (laughs) I was really surprised by the lack of, I guess, suspense in between the beginning and the, like, you know, the big final end scene, because that big final end scene lasts for about an hour. Yeah, and that that's actually very similar to the structure of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because um, all four kids, is it four? Some four or five? Um, they show up. It's five. Sorry, it doesn't matter. Um, they show up at this old house. They investigate the weird house next door. Um, the everyone except the final girl is Lies killed. Lies to a swatter. Yes. Yeah, but but. Uh, <laughs> But everyone except the final girl, um, the, there are four deaths in the movie and they occur in the span of like 10 minutes. And then the rest is just this extremely prolonged final girl sequence that's like 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to this, except it feels less jarring in the original. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just what I wanted to say about that scene with Bill Mosley that grossed you out so much. It um, did. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep it was going. great. Um, but the thing is, he's such an unpredictable character and that's such a gonzo performance. He's so crazy. And everything he says, you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. It's uh, this very high energy, loopy thing. But it it feels dangerous, like a coiled snake, because you know he's out of his mind. Mm-hmm. 
but you know he's talking and there's a chance that um, Stretch can escape him when he's talking to her. There's a chance that she can convince him to leave or something because he can talk and reason and interact with human beings. So that weird sort of um, uh, Trump-like quality makes him <laughs> makes him scary? No, no, but what I want to say is she's talking to him for what feels like five minutes and probably is. Mm-hmm. It's just this beautiful showcase moment for Bill Mosley. Um, and there's this constant sense of danger, but it's kind of tempered by the sense that she could probably escape this. And then comes one of the best jump scares of the 1980s with Leatherface leaping out of the record vault in the radio station. And so like this long, slow boil of Bill Mosley's like crazy coiled rattlesnake performance is just like in a snap turns into like fear and craziness and Mm -hmm. chainsaws everywhere and that's a, that's a beautiful moment. It's a really good scene. Okay. Um, it's 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 scary, and there there are certain things that it's like, oh, that'd be really scary if it was happening to me. <laughs> like, there's a part where um, in their um home, which is like an abandoned uh, theme park. Yeah, it's an abandoned theme park. Um, Stretch accidentally gets trapped. And Leatherface makes her wear the face that he just cut off of her friend. Yep. And then like dances with her. And it's like, it's kind of silly, but also I'd be so freaked out if that was actually happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I really like this movie actually. I like it more than I did the first time. Generally, genuinely. It's, it's good, I guess for you. But yeah. Um, I, I noticed that you did jump during the jump scare. Did that part get you at least? Did I jump? Yeah. A little bit, I guess. I mean, Whatever. I wasn't really scared by much of this. Okay. Um, I started tuning out most of the film. One thing I will say in Leatherface's defense is that the actions taken by his family at large made him seem pretty normal. Yeah. No, Leatherface is always the most um, sympathetic character in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Really? Yeah. Why so? Because he's a big child. Um, he has a mental disability. Like He doesn't really know what he's doing. Uh. And they just kind of force that not they don't force him he is a killer mm-hmm. um but he's only that because he grew up in this twisted environment and so they sad. kind of go goad him into it so sad it's a commentary really it is um what was i gonna say about leatherface and the family oh i didn't get really get that in the remake but well the we're not talking about the remake <laughs> okay we can start talking about campiness though uh we can whereas the remake oh. would get a zero on campiness what would you give this version of the film oh you know I'm going to give this a five out of five perms. I gave it a four. Okay. What, uh, what's a campy moment that stood out for you? The dance that you already mentioned. Oh, is that, oh, that was your moment. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, um, I guess another one was like, uh, it was at the beginning of the film during like that first 30 minutes of exposition, uh, stretch and her friend are at a fair in Texas somewhere. Yeah, a chili cook-off. Yeah, chili cook-off because Texas is fighting Oklahoma for whatever reason. For um, chili supremacy. Yeah. Um, and so they're like just gave the father character like the prize in chili. Yeah. Oh, ugh. And uh, like one of the judges or whatever is taking a scoop of or a bite of the chili. Oh, yeah. And she bites into something hard. And he's like, oh, those kernels of corn better watch out for them. And yeah. It's like, you know that it's flesh. Yeah, or like no, it was nail. a human tooth. It was a tooth, oh, was a tooth that she pulled out of the chili. Oh, okay. Oh man, 
Oh, that's so gross. Um, but also grosser than anything in the movie is um, <laughs> so the the trophy for this chili cook-off contest has a bowl on the top of it and the judge who decided that uh, Drayton Sawyer won he pours a ladleful of the chili into the trophy and it just splatters all down the front of the trophy and it's mm-hmm. so disgusting yeah uh, see gross twisted Americana it's perfect okay um, I'm not debating that anyway I, I think you're missing a major facet of the campiness here and it's name the screaming it's name is Dennis Hopper <laughs> Oh, I'm um, lefty. Oh God. Do you want to share your feelings about Mr. Lefty Enright, the sheriff? Um, I just didn't really understand his usefulness as a character. Zero percent. He's, he's a real, uh, Dr. Loomis. He's trying to help, but he's just mucking things up. I didn't get that reference right off the top. That's a Halloween. Um, the doctor that's chasing okay. after Michael Myers. No, Dr. Loomis was very helpful. A little over the top, but I mean, he didn't go around like, destroying support beams of a home okay you're right uh now this character um i mean for starters he sacrificed stretch uh, yeah to really? lure them out <laughs> he used her as bait to find this family yeah and then he just goes around screaming with a chainsaw yeah uh he effectively becomes one of them uh to me it's one of those like if you Go into revenge. You risk poisoning yourself with venom or whatever the yeah, hell the thing is. Stare into the void, and the void stares back. Uh, this film, I forgot. I was gonna say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go. Um, no, he's such a joke. He spends the last half hour of the movie just going, "I'll bring them all down," and yeah. chainsawing all the support beams of this building, and it makes no sense. It's completely unmotivated. It's a supremely campy Dennis Hopper performance. And as we said, he's always reliable for camp um, when we saw him in the Land of the Dead, um, which we watched. R.I.P. George Romero. It's been a tough year. (laughs) Tough year for horror. Yeah. um, So what else is going on in campiness? Uh, There's, oh, uh, one of the best comedy moments ever. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say about this movie is that I guess uh, in respect to the dude we're talking about, Dennis Hopper's character. Yes. um, Is that it, most horror films typically have a detective who's like on the prowl, searching for the killer, trying to right wrongs. It's called the Ahab. It's called Ahab? Why is it called Ahab? Because Ahab is, Captain Ahab is obsessed with killing Moby Dick. Okay, cool. Um, I figured. Uh, I just didn't know. Um, uh, And they're typically not effective until the last like 10 to 15 minutes of the film. Oh, for sure. When they finally get the killer. And so they're typically just useless cops. And so I feel like this is kind of a Tobe Hooper's way of making fun of that. But like just making him useless throughout the entire movie and just a running joke. Maybe. Um this is this is intentionally a comedy. It is a pitch black comedy. But it is funny if you're willing to overlook um if you're if you're willing to get past that like a uh, hard you're willing to lose your lunch disgustingness, yeah. Um, but there's a hilarious moment, and obviously we're spoiling and have spoiled this movie. But um, in the final battle, um, basically half of the cast dies in a grenade explosion. But the way it happens is such a Three Stooges crazy monument to black humor. How did it um, happen? Because I was shoe shopping when this happened. I know. So basically, the cook is under the table holding a grenade. He's already pulled the pin and he's holding down like the lever or whatever. So it's not exploding yet. And he's intending on like somehow killing lefty with this grenade and throwing it at him or something. I don't know. But what happens is 
Lefty and Leatherface are on top of the table fighting. Lefty has two chainsaws that he's just brandishing and roaring. <laughs> um, the grandpa, who's like 130 years old and just like this wizened corpse of a man, he tries to throw a hammer at Lefty. It bonks Leatherface on the head. So he drops his chainsaw, which cuts through the table, and chainsaws his dad in the butt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so his dad drops the grenade, and they all explode. <laughs> And it's so good. And that brings an end to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <gasps> oh, this is such a funny movie. And it's scary. It's like, it's not hilarious most of the time because most of the time it's like gleeful and over the top and just too weird to be like, oh, this is a comedy. Yeah. But that part was so funny. And I really respect this movie for towing that line in the like weirdest way possible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's your what's your effects score for this movie? I gave it a three. Okay, so did I. I liked all the sparks. I thought it had a pretty decent set. The set is beautiful. Yeah, um, starting with the recording studio. Such beautiful colors there. Mm-hmm. Um, going into, I guess, clearly the amusement park. You can't really talk about this movie without bringing up the, like the layer of the family. Yeah, no, th- this movie is a triumph of film lighting. It's beautiful to look at and the the set designer is a beautiful person and i'm sure has done many wonderful things who's I, the set designer i have no idea but i hope they've done more because this was is incredible. it tom savini because i saw his name no tom savini did the special effects which are what we're here to talk about he did the makeup right yes the, yeah, the makeup was grotesque the makeup done for chop top oh yes yeah his uh his vietnam weird. wound yeah yeah it's, it's gross revolting yeah, no, um, I don't think this is Tom Savini's best work, but it is solid. What would you say is his best work if it's not this? His best work is The Prowler. It's a 1981 slasher movie. It There is a kill in that that is beautiful, but one of the grossest things I've ever seen and made me almost just like want to stop doing this whole project forever. Really? <laughs> it was so gross. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it, it was disgusting. And I was like, why do I watch these things? Well, um, at least you have a moment of reflection. That's yeah, good I to did. Know. There's a soul underneath <laughs> all that. Anyway, the production designer is, funnily enough, named Carrie White, which is the name of Carrie from Carrie. Her name's Carrie White? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. What? <laughs> Do you want to know who, who, what movies Carrie White is production designed for? Sure. Mean Girls. Okay. Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so glad we decided to look this up. I love her so much. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, Cheaper by the Dozen 2. I actually want to see Ghosts of Girlfriends Past at some point if you want to. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Oh, it's all right. I'll watch it with you. Okay, cool. (gasps) Speaking of Matthew McConaughey, he's in Texas Chainsaw 4. She had Spy Kids, The Faculty, which actually is a horror movie. So she keeps her a job, this Carrie Wyatt. Yeah. She did Selena. (gasps) Selena's? Yeah, she did. Todo para Selena's. I love this woman. I hope it's a woman. I think it is. It's Carrie, unless it's spelled with a Y. I well, don't see why it isn't a woman. It's C-A-R-Y. Okay, it might be a dude. It might be. It does not say. Look um, him up. Do like a Google schmoogle. Okay, fine. Um, well, uh, yeah, uh, while I'm doing that, we went down a rabbit hole. But so basically, the Tom Savini effects aren't the very best thing in the world. Like there are a couple of faces that are kind of plasticky and there's just a couple of effects that aren't quite convincing if you know what you're looking at. But in general, 
it's real gross. His character creation is incredible. I don't love Leatherface's mask in this one. I think it's better in the original. I don't remember um, the original. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but Chop Top works super well. Like, in general, great. Good job. Good job to everyone. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry, I was looking up Carrie White, and it did not turn up any evidence of anything. But anyway, you were talking about... We were talking about the set, and there's this incredible lighting scheme in the lair of the bad guys. All the colors? Yeah, it's it it's strung with like these Christmas lights and all of these found lights, chandeliers and lamps. It's just really eclectic and it creates this starscape almost in like the tunnels of this underground area and it's really beautiful. It's really really cool. So, Sergio. Yes. After all of this, um, I do want to hear your quality score, but first I want to tell a quick story of you watching this movie. <laughs> what was the story? So, well, right after, um, Bill Mosley first showed up, you, you normally don't take notes. I don't. But right after he first showed up, you were like, do you have a piece of paper for me? I have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and that was great. And also I'm pretty sure you started to revolt from this movie. The first time Leatherface stuck his tongue out through his mask, you were like, I'm out. This is so gross. What really got me again was the, the crop top scene. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> whatever his name is. I don't care. Okay. Um, everything after that. And then, like, <laughs> what got me rolling uh, was the scene where Leatherface was, I guess, kind of, like, intimating some sort of weird... <gasps> Penetrative yeah. sex with stretch. There is a very emphatic phallic symbolism scene using the chainsaw. Yeah, um, he's just like she's in a tub full of ice because apparently record studios just have those lying around. It's full um, of soda. It's just it's a bunch of ice though. And he's just like chopping into it and chopping into it and like it's squirting and it's <laughs> squirting and then like he makes this weird kind of face. No, no, no. He like backtracks a little bit. Yeah, and, and he's. Like humping the air with the chainsaw. Yeah, and then Stretch makes his face in response, like, what is going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just it's such a rip roar and laugh between it's just it's funny. It's a laugh a minute comedy. <laughs> yeah. But what's your quality score? I, I give it a three. It might not have been for me. Um, it might not have been something I would have watched after seeing a after eating a burger today. <laughs> um, but I do think that there's a place for this movie. Okay, in, I'm really glad. In an average Film viewers watching experience, whatever yeah. that's called. I don't know. Like, this is not a movie you want to show on a date, as I've learned. Um, not a movie you want to show to your parents or to anyone who you want to respect you ever again. But it is pitch black and real fun. I'm giving it four out of five unlucky stars. Really? Um, I, I liked it the first time I saw it. I gave it a seven out of ten. But I was watching that in a marathon of all the Texas, um, all the Texas Chainsaw movies, all on the same day or like no, oh, in the same month. But okay. I think it, having not seen the original recently, I like this one more because a lot of the beats of the third act are mapped on exactly to what happens in the third act of the original. Okay, so there's a lot of repetitiveness if you're watching it all in a row. But if you're watching it as its own thing, it's still incredible. It's super fun the lighting design is great um it's just bleak and dark and funny and interesting um the music the score is not great and i don't know what he contributed to it but toby hooper is credited um along with someone else as writing the music 
I did not know he wrote music, hmm. but he is no John Carpenter, <laughs> is what I will say in terms of directors who write their own music. In Tobe Hooper, uh, in Tobe Hooper's defense, I didn't mind the music. Okay, I just I thought it was a little chintzy, um, but in general, I really love this movie. It's really cool. Um, okay, cool. The original is a masterpiece, and I wouldn't call this that, but I find it incredibly fun and rewarding. If you're, you know, if you have a stomach of steel, mm-hmm. and I'd say it's worth a watch. Just not immediately after a meal. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think it's about the right place to wrap this up. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us about um, your opinions on Texas Chainsaw 2. What's your favorite Texas Chainsaw sequel? There's a lot of weird ones. Um, My favorite is Texas Chainsaw The Beginning because that's the one where we find out how everything started. Yes, it is. And um spoil- with Matt Bomber, right? Yeah, spoilers, I guess. Matt Bomber gets his face cut off and Leatherface wears it, and I do not blame him. <laughs> um but yeah, so um He just wants to look pretty. Yeah, rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your favorite scary movie, and we'll read it out on the show. Also, our theme song is a beat for you by Pseudo Echo off of their album Autumnal Park. And we'll catch you next week for the episode we already recorded of Sleepaway Camp 2 on Happy Campers. Stay tuned for that, everybody. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Sergio was happier about that one. He liked it more. Yeah. <laughs> um, you take the good, you take the both, and then... Wait, no. How does it go? And then you it's take sh- the good, you take you, the bad. You, let me finish. And then you, you have take, the Texas Chainsaw no. Massacre too. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have Screaming One Pod. Screaming One Pod. Okay, oh, that's fine. That's I'm gonna okay make a little jingle. I'm gonna make a little jingle jingle. With okay, that. maybe that's our new new theme song. All right, cool. Okay, good luck on your journey, everyone. Thank you for listening. All right, R.I.P. Toby. <laughs> Stay gold, everyone. You know what? I think it's appropriate that we had fun discussing this movie. You know, I think he would have wanted that. Yeah, he would have wanted. Oh, can I tell my Texas Chainsaw original story? Go ahead. I'm on my phone. Um, Okay, fine. I just want to say the first time I watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was recovering from a surgery and high on painkillers. And I do think that's the way that Toby Hooper would have wanted it. Do you still have those painkillers, by the way? No, I don't. Aw. That was like five years ago. Well, they still hold. Do they? I don't know. I'm I'm sure they're less. Never mind. I have no need for these painkillers. Bye. Bye, everyone. Stay gold. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Poor Pony! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.